0: The concept for EPAR trade is basically, in my opinion, there's a big hole in the internet. So, the internet started many years ago, but there's never been an online business community for racers on the World Wide Web. The need for EPAR trade is actually quite obvious. Basically, people in the business of auto racing need a place online to hang out and get their problems solved. It's extremely simple for a
1: buyer or for a supplier to interact on the platform. The first thing you need to do is sign in, which is free. And the second thing is when you see a product that you're interested in, all you need to do is click on request more information. If it's a company, you click on request more information. And then from there, it is forwarded directly to the buyer or to the
0: supplier. You can go to epartrade.com, you become part of a community of businesses in racing and it makes uh, sourcing products much easier than just on the internet or using Google.
2: At ePartrade there is no e-commerce, it's literally a connection just like at a trade show. So now, any time of the year, a buyer could reach out to a supplier through an email.
0: More than that, it's a place to go just to keep current every day. So it's a good place to start your work day in your racing business or in your offices of your professional race team. And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of e trade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world.
2: EPARTRADE really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology.
1: Good morning! I am Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of e the global online platform for the performance and racing industry. Welcome to Race Industry Now, the technical and business webinar series from ePortrade, presented to you by ARP. With me this morning is Judy Kin, the co-founder of ePortrade, and Mr. Jeff Hammond. How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good morning, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, you're on mute. Uh, Jeff, you're on mute. We can uh, No, you're still on mute, Jeff. <laughs> <Now> you are. <laughs>
3: First and foremost, thank you, Judy, for that introduction. I hope you're doing well this morning. And, Francis, the same thing to you. I'm excited about today's events. Uh, Two hours of basically uh, learning about safety and the future of, of USAC. Absolutely. yeah.
1: So, and this is uh, going to be our uh, last one from the season. Um, So, yes, but wait, wait, wait. The reason being is we have to take a little two weeks break to get ready for race industry week coming up in about two and a half weeks. Now, Jeff, I'm going to show you something. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Do I need to stand up so I can fall down? You, you, no! Don't stand up because you're going to fall down. So let me okay. give you a s- quick snap of the lineup of speakers for Race Industry Week. So the week of November 29, we're going to produce the second annual online Race Industry Week. Five days, 55 hours of you know business to business uh, uh, b- webinars back to back. So here is a little view of who's going to be on. Michael Andretti. Zach Brown, Mark Miles of IndyCar, Doug Yates, Ray Everham, Pat Simon of Formula One, David Wilson of TRD, Mike Shank, Ch- uh, John Dunan Imza, Mark Brock I mean Mario Andretti <laughs> going, going to be on with Linda Vaughn. I mean, it's a who's who. Uh, and uh, please go on ePortrait.com, click on Race Industry Now, you have all the lineup of all the incredible speakers. We packed the week with absolutely a who's who in the industry. A lot of the interviews are going to be done by you, Jeff, as well as Brad Gilly as well as Joe Castello, Paul Fanner, and our good friends at Tracer. So go in there and we still have a few more going to be announced uh, soon. Around the big names, we're going to have tech webinars. And so we'll start at 7 a.m. Pacific and at 6 p.m. Pacific every day, Monday to Friday. So please join us. Registration is free. You click here to sign up. One Zoom link for the entire week. So this is going to be absolutely incredible. And uh, this is why we're taking a little break after this uh, uh, morning. Then we'll resume the EPAR Trade Race Industry Now uh, Tech webinar series back in January, like we did last year. And we'll start again on a weekly basis. So really, Race Industry Week, Jeff, is very much kind of the season finale of Race Industry Now, in which you played such an important part this year by hosting all these webinars. So again, thank you to you, to uh, Brad, for helping us making this such a successful series and to all the suppliers, to the you know, we have produced 130 or, or, or so all the suppliers and racing industry business professionals have participated in this series. So now enough said. I think I see Gr from uh, uh, K1. Now, Judy, do you want to say a few things about K1? Because they yes. they were with us right there when we started, right?
2: Yes, good morning, JR. It's been a privilege and fun to be having worked with you for about 15 years in my days at PRI and I remember when you were just a s- small startup company and look at you now, you are dominating driver safety products and it's been fun to watch.
4: Well, thank you. Good to see you all this morning. Thank you for having us. It's, uh, you know, it just feels like another conversation with family at this point. So...
1: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you have a French cousin now. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: so Jeff, we're going to hand it off to you, and uh, this is your hour, Jr.
4: Thank you, guys, so much. Jr. Good morning. How are you doing, Jeff? Sir, pleasure. Very, very, very good to speak with you. Doing wonderful today. Beautiful day here in Mooresville, and uh, the sun's out, and everything's looking good today.
3: No, that's the good thing about it. We can both agree on that. You know, I'm right around the corner from where you are. Probably should have just come over and just sat down beside you and, and had this conversation. But uh You're the next time You're the open. next time we'll do that. Um sure. the cool thing about uh your organization, and I don't want to let this go without being addressed. Number one, congratulations. One of the number one drivers in the world. Uh, Kyle Larson, NASCAR champion. I mean, he uses your product. I mean, how excited are you about that and what he's accomplished this year? I mean, he has. I mean, he has really helped to what create your advertising for twenty twenty two.
4: Well, I'll tell you, and this is going to lead to a lot of things that we're going to talk about today. But it, it, thank you for mentioning that. I I hadn't really planned on talking. We've got we're we're working off a couple of days celebration hangover with uh with Kyle right now and um you know, just incredibly proud, proud of the brand, proud of Kyle, uh, most of all, you know, and the, the partnership and the friendship that we've developed. And, and he's been such an integral part of not only advertising for us, but, you know, we've, we're, we're in a constant evolution of, of, you know, and again, we'll talk about advancement and safety and advancement in style and advancement in our brand at, at, at a certain level. And, you know, there's no higher level at this point than being on board with Kyle Larson. His, you know, and, and he's he's highly involved in what we do uh, as a partnership too, which is really really great. You know, he he'd never been that way before. Um, and you know, when you know, and again, we're we're primarily a custom suit company. You know, and we we build custom branded suits for for drivers. And you know, so when he first came in and started working with us and and really being more involved in what he was wearing. It just it was such a breath of fresh air for both of us. You know, he was like, man, I've never even I've worn hundreds of suits in my life and I've never actually been involved in the process of making them and designing them. So, yeah, you know, huge for us as a brand, huge for Kyle. Um, You know, the the story is obviously uh, really, uh, really great for for Kyle and his and his family and, and his associates and the people he's involved with. So, I mean, we couldn't be happier to be aligned with him. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's a great story of two, two partners and two brands that just really fit together.
3: Well, as I said before, congratulations. And, uh, I'll send you over some ibuprofen so that you can continue your recuperating from, from that, uh, celebration, because again, it's going to be a lot longer, a lot more celebration going on because it, the start is what we saw at the racetrack, but, the, I mean, the culmination will be when he does finally get a chance to receive his trophy and go on stage. And I know everybody, you included, are excited about being a part of that and, and celebrating with him. But you, you keep talking about that's not the story today. So let's get to the story. What do you want to share with us and what K1 has been working on and what can we expect out of them? I mean, during the offseason, this is when a lot of stuff is really going to be, Facilitated for people to make a transition to your product, and to you know have an opportunity to get your new product you know out there in their shops and in their race cars.
4: Yeah, absolutely. What we found uh, most recently is that we d- we don't have an off season. Um, you know, I, I you know part of that is part of that is due to to Kyle and some of our other partners and our popularity and and um, as well as our uh, our distribution networks. Um, I, I apologize. We have a,
3: no, no, look, 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 we're, we're in your shop and Business we're seeing so things like that are going on. And this so... is, this is great. I mean, it, you know, you got people that work for you coming in and everything's coming together. I mean, this is uh, this is no excuses or no. it, you know, you might not to say you're sorry, man. You know, you guys, like you said, it's going on right now. The folks are getting an opportunity to see that, Hey, things are happening at K one.
4: Well, it really is. And, you know, and, and, uh, you know, the one thing that I've, really grateful and happy to announce right now is the, the the addition of our new pro shop here in ray city usa in mooresville north carolina um you know i, I moved out here from california uh, about three years ago to sort of get the brand and the boots on the ground with the nascar teams as well as you know dirt late models and modifieds and and grassroots is just so strong in in uh, charlotte and and um especially the surrounding southern states down here so you know i wanted the brand to be there that's what we've always based our company on is is grassroots racing and so when we came out here i said you know we at the time we weren't ready for mooresville we didn't have uh we didn't have the ability to have that retail uh presence to where we could supply our standard suits our our, our gloves our our, our our Nomex underwear our shoes all that it had to come out of our distribution network we were still building all that Over the past two years, we've uh, we built it to where we can not only handle um, our larger growing distribution network, but our retail side of it as well. So really happy to announce our new store. You guys can get a a small glimpse of it here, um, right here uh, off Talbert Point Road, right? in where all the action is here in in Mooresville. So that's exciting um, going into what we, you know, racers off season because we expect the foot traffic to be uh, um, pretty heavy going through here over the next couple months heading into, uh, you know, and we kick things off in Volusia and for Speed Weeks down in Daytona. So that's a that's a big announcement for us. A um, couple others that we're working on outside of the textiles and, uh, and the brand itself, just to touch on real quick, our parent company, which is K1 Speed Incorporated. They are the largest uh, indoor go-karting company in the world. Um, we just recently broke ground in Southern California on our first outdoor CIK FIA facility that they're building. Um, so that's gonna be huge for us. We'll have another pro shop there to where we'll be offering our go-karting equipment uh, along with our parent companies, um, outdoor electric and gas uh, go-karts at that facility. So that's gonna be, be major, major for the brand. Um, next year, quick little announcement, not sure of the time yet, but we are also going to be opening another K1 Race Gear Pro Shop in Indianapolis. Um, in uh, Brownsburg, so uh, my my manager up there that works for me, uh, Jacob Brown, is going to be heading up the operations up there. So we're pretty excited about being able to have that Midwest presence, also. Um, you know, as far as you know, advancements in safety and technology. You know, like we talk about this every year, and it seems like what, well, <laughs> where does it stop, right? With with with, with safety and technology, because. You know, you know this as a crew chief and as a car builder for all those many years, is like lighter, faster, stronger, right? How can we make it lighter, faster, and stronger to the point of a diminishing return, right? So in the recent years, I think safety technology has has, has sort of approached that, that level of where we're having to start backing it up, um, it, it, you know, because there's only so light you can make something until it starts losing some of an, its inherent value of safety. And that has to be paramount. To begin with right so what we've started doing and we really started in 2019 was searching really really hard to what we refer to as the layups in in our uh, our technology is the is the layers that go into each fire suit that goes into the gloves that goes into underwear and testing well where is that diminishing return and how can we change these layups and layers to where maybe they're getting lighter but they're also getting stronger you know, and, and one of the things that we found is this year most recently and, you know, pull it up sitting right here is a, a new offering that we're going to have um, this going back to three layer technology. Um, this suit to give you an idea, Jeff, and, and going back to when you've worn fire suits and when uh, your driver's wearing fire suits, some of the technical jargon that goes around is GSM, which is your grams per square meter. You know, when you guys were wearing your lightweight suits back then, you know, you're talking 450 to 500 GSM and you know EW was probably perfectly happy with that that's not the case anymore you know now we're down in the 250 to 295 range and and it's almost been unheard of to get a three-layer suit below 320 GSM and still have it pass the SFI regulations as well as FIA. this new suit our new aero suit does both Um, it's 295 GSM in three layers and it passed both SFI and FIA homologation standards. So, very exciting. One of the first companies to be able to do that, which is uh, which is very very cool. Um, and really, that is where the progression and and the safety advancements are changing so much. Is being able to give the driver not only the safety, knowing that he 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 or she is safe in that car, but not pushing the envelope to so so much that it's, you know, you're constantly wondering if you're on that edge, right? You know, we want to be able to have that number way up there with the thermal protection and the heat transfer and all that kind of stuff and and still keep the driver safe and and, and still be lightweight and comfortable.
3: You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought some of this up because I was really curious about how the 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 safety industry, your type of, of uh, product was going to respond with what we saw earlier in the season with the formula one crash and the subsequent fire. And, you know, fortunately he survived, but at the same time, you know, he does have some scars and reminders or a reminder of the fact how dangerous racing still is and how one of the biggest things that everybody worries about, which you're addressing right now is fire. You know, you still got to protect these guys, no matter what the series is, if it can happen, it will happen somewhere along the line, it will be tested. And now, you know, I think the the fact that you're wanting to go lighter, but yeah, still be stylish and everything that goes with it has always got to be considered because, you know, every driver realizes that some of my glamour shots are going to be taken with my uniform on and I want to look like I'm, you know, dressed in a tuxedo of race suits. I want to look stylish. I want my sponsors to really, you know, get their exposure. But at the same time, I need to know when I sit my butt down in that seat, something goes wrong, that uh, it protects me, gives me enough time to to get out or get somebody there to be able to get to me. So with what you're saying about the suit, how about gloves? I mean, is this another thing that you guys are working on?
4: Yeah, it really is. I actually, uh, you know, we just, um, nice little segue into here. Uh, we have our brand new K1 flight glove. That's uh
3: cool looking glove.
4: It is very, <laughs> and and this is probably the most, uh, advanced glove that we've ever come out with. And, um, it, to give you a couple ideas, and I know that the camera can't show a, whole, a ton of it here, but, um, y- you know, I'll touch on this real quick and segue into this glove. But one of the really good things that happened in, in NASCAR specifically, uh, about two years ago was driver concern and, and, and team concerned about logos, uh, and, and fire resistant thread or print that's on these suits. You know I mean? Most of these drivers are walking around like billboards now um you know leveraging their partners and their success there and and, and that's not going to go away and we you know nobody wants that to go away now somebody's going to have flashing light sooner or later yeah yeah there's no doubt about it that's on the horizon so what what was happening though is that drivers rightfully so had a had a safety concern and and are we using you know we know we're using the what our manufacturers are telling us is the highest grade Nomex that's out there, but what about the the, the ink that's on it? What about the, the printing? What about the thread that's going in these layers? And it, it was a great question to ask. We fortunately were quite a bit ahead of the curve in that we have always used Nomex and Kevlar thread in, in our suits. We have always used fire resistant heat transferring print. So wasn't really anything for us to get the testing done. As a matter of fact, we were the first company uh, with SFI to get the new three four uh, certification for NASCAR drivers and teams. Um, you can look that up. So we, uh, but we, it wasn't hard for us. You know, we we had already been anticipating that, but also knowing that, like you know, you can have all the great layers in the world, but if you have an ink that's flammable that's on top of it there's only so long that it can burn until it's going to burn through the suit so that's something that we have progressed uh, into our new gloves you know is is the fire resistant silicone printing um you know again a lot of people are wanting to have their their logos on this this is our flight glove but uh, you know we reserve this spot for as a matter of fact kyle's new gloves we'll have the number five there with hendrick motorsports or hendrickcars.com on them that's just a service that we offer all of our drivers. One of the really unique things that we did incorporate into this glove on the palm is we wanted to give the driver more grip uh, when your hands get sweaty or, or when the material is flexing and everything. A lot of times what you're gonna get is you get that balling up in the palm, you get that loose area on the wheel where it's like, hey, anything that's taken away from the driver's focus, you know, is not promoting success in that cockpit. So, what we want to do, and we actually worked with Kyle on this, he's given a little bit of credit in it. We've actually got a small spray on um, fire resistant silicone layer that's on the inside of the palm now. And what it does when you slide your hand into that thing is it starts heating up, your hand starts sticking to the inside of the glove, which is actually gives it a, a tremendous amount more grip. The other reason that we don't have a lot of the slippage and the, and the gloves uh, coming apart so much on the palm is that we do external stitching of the glove, but we don't stitch the layers together from the palm and on the inside. We actually bond both layers of the gloves together. So these are actually two layers of bonded Nomex to where you're not going to get that separation of the glove. And when you get that separation of the glove over time, what not only is it uncomfortable to the driver, but you start working those edges, it starts pulling the strings out of it, pulling the thread out, and you got ripped Mm -hmm. holes in your gloves. That's not going to happen with this glove. So Yes, that technology is not only in fire suits, but it's also permeating its way into tech layers, your underwear, um, shoes, you know, lighter weight, you know, fire resistant silicone print, um, Nomex inner lining, it's, it's, it's just taking those steps that we've made in fire suits because that's always the main thing. Your body's covered in this, this you know, this big sheet of Nomex. How can we make all the other pieces much better? And, and to be honest with you, and I'll give them a lot of credit, you know, our competitors, Alpine Star, they protect really well. Uh, the, the fire you're talking about with, with Roman Grosjean was, uh, you know, quite frankly, a miracle. And we were all very thankful to see him climb out of there. But I mean, at, at a certain point, you know, you're going to have to rely on some other things to, to save you also. And, and um, a lot of that is going to be fire safety crews at the track, wearing the right, right. stuff, having the right equipment. Uh, as well as the halos and the things that have gone into making these cars so much safer so um, so yes you know we all got a an eye-opener at that point to not rest on our laurels to keep improving because you just never know when it's going to get tested I mean we not on that stage but you know I I I didn't joke about it but joking's not the right word but um, we we sort of were like well we test our product all the time you know I mean our primary market is sprint car racing. You know, if I, if I had to say what the largest piece of the pie it's not uncommon on a Friday or Saturday night to see a fire in a sprint car. You know, I mean, it actually happens quite often. So uh, we probably get tested a bit more uh, with our product and get feedback than anybody else, but we've been, um, we've been really successful in the last few years and we're, we're really confident in what we have out there right now.
3: It's it's great to know. And I like the idea because when I was, back in our heyday, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on feel, you know, how does a driver feel a race car? He feels it through his hands. He feels it through his butt. He feels it through his feet. And again, you're addressing those three key points that make a good race car driver, a good race car driver. And, it, and you talk about the different series. You got to be able to go from a stock car, a NASCAR to possibly a truck and NASCAR to possibly a wing sprint car to a super late model. All of these things are going to come into play and that needs to be kind of consistent, I would believe, that you're able to get that kind of feel. I mean, you can imagine that feel that you've been able to create with Kyle, for example, has been highlighted because he'd been so successful in all forms of racing. Uh, you, you showed a moment ago your, your shoe, your driving shoe. Uh, what do you do there to make sure, because again, being able to roll on the throttle and feel that throttle, feel that brake, because you don't want to go in there and all say, can't feel it, can't feel it. Oh, I got too much pressure on it and upset the race car. Correct. So what do y'all do with your product there to make sure you continually give that driver a comfort to be able to walk, but at the same time, more importantly, be safe and be able to feel the throttle and brake.
4: So good question. And, and honestly, the shoe, uh, the shoe market is the most difficult part of our, Mm-hmm. <laughs> of our game and i'll tell you that um you know shoes are with drivers are uh, are, are they're very finicky right you know on I, I some guys like a pedal feel that that it's not that important to them some of them want to feel everything some of them hang out at a dirt track where they have eight hours and they're in their shoes some of them drive in a cup car or an open wheel car an indy car where they're, they they walk the grid they jump in the car they're in there three four hours and then you know it's over Um, so the best way I can explain how our success has been is to have multiple offerings, you know, is it, and, and, you know, anything from an entry-level shoe to a very high level, lightweight, thin sole, um, for your pro drivers who are probably going to go through five or six pair of them a year, but just don't care. Um, but you got to, as a manufacturer, we can't, we, we can't tell, uh a, a pro-am driver or an amateur level that hey by the way this is the lightest shoe in the world but you know you're going to need to buy five or six of them uh because it's it the, the chances are you're going to go through soles being so lightweight again going back to that diminishing return i can sit there and make things super lightweight with all the pedal fuel in the world and and my competitors the same way they're not in any different category than we are you're you're going to have these things come apart and when you're charging three to four hundred dollars for a shoe you can't sell that to somebody who's racing on a Friday night, uh, in, in Wisconsin at, at, at a dirt track. It's just not, it's not, it's not feasible for that driver. So to answer your question, multiple offerings, you know, we have four different shoes at this point, um, a $99 entry level shoot. We have a $199 durable shoot. We have a, a new pilot to go karting shoot, which is extremely lightweight, um, and then we have what's coming out with our new flight FIA and SFI suit that is, uh, it, 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 we feel like it's a combination of all of those things. We haven't gotten too light in the sole, kept a really high, high level, lightweight Italian Nomex and Italian shoe leather, it's the, where the best stuff comes from as far as shoes are concerned. So, right. yeah, it, that's the best thing you can do with shoes is have multiple offerings.
3: Uh, real quick, Jr. We we're getting some. Uh, I want to tell everybody out there that's uh, listening in today. Don't forget, you can ask uh, Jr. Some questions, and Rich Tourme has already got one for you. Yes. And he, you, you mentioned a moment ago. You know, SFI and FIA. A lot of people don't understand the difference as far as you know certification of products, and it is one better than the other?
4: Well, so that uh, uh, that's a good question, Rich, and and I'll tell you. Uh. I can't be the judge of which one is better or, or the other. And it, that's not a political statement or me being uh, diplomatic about it. It, each different series has certain requirements and, and and within those requirements, they have a sanctioning body that, that will oftentimes choose, uh, which homologation standard they need their drivers and their crew and, and, and the participants to fall within. Right. So, Oftentimes outside the United States, and certainly in most open wheel racing, you're going to see FIA standards. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Again, not saying any one of them is better than the other. Some of them have uh, a little more strict standards in certain areas, and some of them have a little bit, they, they put a little less emphasis on some of those things. So, you know, before the new, let's say 2018 standard came out for FIA suits, you could be extremely lightweight. Now, the construction of those suits had to be impeccable. They're, they're very, very strict about what they will uh, allow in FIA uh, competition. However, their standard of heat penetration and fire resistance to achieve that homologation standard was a little bit less than what SFI focused on, which was, Heat penetration, uh, you know, burn to uh, um, be at their level three, two, eight, five, double, and three layer suits, and and obviously going into SFI fifteen and twenty where those standards are focused very much so on fire resistance and and keeping fire off the of drivers. So, you know, I could we could spend two hours on this Jeff in this seminar talking about the differences of the two. Just know that wh- if you go to a racetrack one look at what the, if you're new to the series, if you're new to driving, if you're new to racing, look at what the standards, what the rule book calls for know that if the manufacturer you're purchasing from is on the SFI and on the FI, they've done their due diligence to provide you Mm -hmm. with a very high level, highly tested maligated suit or gloves or shoes. That's just, you know, and and so we're pretty thankful to have two different bodies throughout this world that do different testing. Um, you know, and so again, I can't, I can't say or judge which one's better or worse. I can just tell you that they have different standards. Um, but you can pretty much rest assured that in any racing organization, if they have a rule book that calls for a three, a five SFI suit and you have it, you're in pretty good hands. Um, if you're racing somewhere that requires FIA standards, They've done their due diligence, and, and I can tell you that they've been stringently tested. Um, you know, they just have different levels of what they considered, safe for their standard.
3: You know, you, you've you touched on a couple of things that's created a question for me. Back to you, and, and again, I know we probably don't have um, the drivers or the crew chiefs to these different series listening to us, but hopefully maybe some of the track operators or maybe some of the series operators are paying attention here today. And my question is, and and you touched on, uh, Roland Roman Duran fire and the, and the safety personnel that got to him and helped suppress this thing. And there's a lot of series out there that maybe don't have that kind of quick response time. So I guess my whole thing is when I, when I think about K one and what you're doing right now is giving drivers and even, and even crew members, an opportunity to protect yourself in case somebody's not there quick enough to help protect you and, and get an extra time to get out of your race car or for them to get to you in your race car. Because you don't ever know. You may be unfortunate enough, especially, you know, in the sprint car series, you know this. You know, you get knocked out and something could bad happen. So you kind of like the extra stuff that you're offering here when you're trying to pick and try to save a little bit of money, folks you know, don't lessen your standard, keep your standard where you can protect somebody and feel good about it.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm often really surprised at, and it, this is not, I, I feel like this is kind of a sign of the times, um, and I understand that drivers in this day and age have different challenges, but they also have different um, requirements as a driver, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, not dating you or I, but we you know, when I first hopped in a race car, I had to know everything about the race car. You know, I, 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 it was just, it was required or something. My father required of me, um, his father required of him. So, uh, but I'm often shocked, to be honest with you, at the, la- the, the, the lack of knowledge that most race car drivers have and most crew members have in regards to fire safety equipment. And this is not a knock against them. I feel like what's happened here is that over time, things have certainly got a lot easier, right? People wrestle in their world. They go, well, we just bought the best stuff. And, and you know, I, I think that we're all good. Okay. Um, I'll say this you know, when you're buying safety equipment, whether you're a crew member or you're a driver, there's a few things to, to consider. One would be this it goes back to the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, if you're seeing something that seems like the most extreme value in the world, but doesn't have a lot of data to support why that why that price tag is so low, yeah, you should probably take a, a closer look at it. I'm not saying there's not value out there. There's certainly other brands that do that that do some things at a at a high level that are, that are cheaper than some of the things that I offer out there, and and that, and that's great. I, 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 there's an opportunity for everybody there to to bargain shop, and there's nothing wrong with that, but remember this is your hide this is not uh, you know this is not like you know a driver being oh what kind of pistons do you run in your car well, I don't know I'm not an engine builder right yeah. but if I ask you what kind of safety you wear and and why you wear it, I would expect a driver to be able to tell me that mainly because you walk around in that thing all day and it's one of the things that is truly part of your uh, your ability and your skill and your performance in a car is what you're wearing so, I think that you know there's opportunities like this, obviously on e-part Trade and some of the other technical webinars and stuff that we do to help drivers and crews really become more acclimated with what is out there. Like what 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 am I buying? Why why am I buying this? You know, a little a little quick story. Uh, a couple of years back, one of our really great partners, Motor State Warehouse, has a a a, a yearly an annual uh, open house that they do for everybody in in uh, mm-hmm. in Waterfleet, Michigan there. And they had one of the sanctioning bodies and I can't remember who it was. It was of a, 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 forgive me, it was of a dirt series of some kind in the Midwest. And they brought out a dirt late model on a rotisserie and they have you get all completely strapped in, all of your safety equipment, minus a suit. And they put you in the car and they start rolling the thing over back and forth. And then they would stop it, you know, upside down and they would start a clock. Mm-hmm. you'd be shocked at what drivers, professional drivers that were there thought that they could get out of that thing, how quick they could get out of it. And, and, and most of them got out of it and were like, wow, that's uh, that's that took me a lot longer than I thought. So, you know, that, that brings up two points for me is one, drivers, you, 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 you can't always rely on your ability, especially if you got your head banged up or you're upside down or you're in a precarious position to get out of that car. But also Man, fire safety uh, crews. These guys are vital at at a racetrack. Um, You know, from the very highest level to the most intermediate levels, and you know, oftentimes a lot of these guys that are first on the scene, they're shoving their arms into into a car to 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 let loose a, a belt. They're, you know, they're they're jumping on something to try to put out a flame or to help a driver out, and they're really doing their job and they're working hard. Uh, I've seen a lot of these guys uh, get some pretty, pretty vicious burns. Um, so, you know, I, I guess to, you know, I, I don't know what our question necessarily was there. But, you know, I, I, I really wish that there was so far more focus on what are we wearing, you know, instead of looking good, like what, what are we truly wearing. Um, and, and what are its uh, characteristics that help me not get hurt, not get burned, and, and not just the driver, but like you said, the crew members and the and the safety workers that are each at these tracks?
3: No, yeah, that's exactly what the question was. It's it's not just the drivers; it's the crew members; it's the people, safety personnel. All that is is very much woven together and should not be overlooked because that's when somebody something bad's really going to happen. And you you mentioned some other things about the lesser stuff we got a great question i think that ties into this from judd danielson as a distributor of racewear are there limitations to me that k1 allows us to sell through their program ultimately our company would like to buy from usa manufacturers to stay away from the lesser quality manufacturers and what you know are the biggest differences again you know the differences and you you're cautioning people about it without calling somebody out um what do you what do you say to judd right there
4: Well, yeah, there is opportunities. Obviously we have distribution networks uh, uh, at this point growing around the world. We do certainly have requirements. I don't, you know, and I'm happy to, uh, well, you know, we can leave our, uh, our, um, you know, technical as well as uh, sales email addresses and, or you can look it up on ePAR trade, to be honest with you, how to get in contact with us about dealer inquiries. We do have a program um, for not only large distributors, but even some smaller dealers. you know to answer your question i think is that we we' we try to maintain a manufacturing and and a, and, um, a price point that is not only um, not only appears to be of a high standard but uh, but maintain a quality standard as well as not driving people out of the market i mean you know to go kind of what we were just talking about a little bit there jeff was that you know a, a safety safari member or a a crew member at a racetrack they're not going to pay the kind of money that you know a kyle larson or, a, or matt Crafton or brian brown's going to spend on a custom suit so it doesn't mean that, mm-hmm. that that has to be inferior product it means that we have to do our job as manufacturers to provide not only the racetrack and the, and the racers but our distributors a product that has a price point that's appealing give them margins to be able to sell that product and maintain that high, high standard uh, with SFI and FIA. So yes, um, I, I think probably best without going into pricing and all that kind of stuff would be to uh, you know, you can look us up on ePar trade and get our uh, our sales associates and we would be happy to send over any of our uh, distribution pricing and as well as uh, offer letters in what we provide you and um, the sales service and the margins that go along with it.
3: And and last but not least, I want to make sure that uh, Edward asked the question. He might have missed it a little bit earlier because you kind of addressed it early on in our conversation that you know, fire retardant fabrication uh, manufacturers, are are they going to continue to improve the quality of the fabric, making them lighter and softer, but yet still maintaining or improving the fire resistant uh, function? And I think you addressed that earlier. Uh, That's the main goal. And as you're basically a distributor and, and a creator of, of a lot of these great looking suits. I mean, that's something you guys have got to hold, like number one, because that's that's, that's the beginning and the end of who you are.
4: Well, it's everything. Um, yeah. You know, and it, you know, we are, how should I say it? We're, we're not at the, uh, we're not at the mercy. We have a really, really great partnership with our European manufacturer of our textiles. Mm -hmm. um, they are, they're, they're brilliant. Um, and they, they they're constantly pushing the envelope and doing a lot of R and D that, that obviously, you know, we can't do every day. Our, our research and development is a lot of times is limited to, you know, fit and finish maintaining the standard and, and does it look good on, on a driver, right? Does it feel good? Um, whereas, you know, there's thousands of layups and, and, and textiles that are out there that are being tested and, and are in research with these companies that produce textiles that, you know, they will offer us, they will come to us and be like, hey, you know, here's a new layup. Here's what we're looking at, at we believe can, can happen. We're lucky enough that our textile provider gets way out in front of us sometimes and they already test with SFI and FIA before I'm even ready for it which is great because then when I go into a new matrix that we're doing a layup for, and I say, man, I'd really like this thing to weigh this much and still offer this kind of heat. I mean, they're already on it. So, you know, yeah, our, our partners in the textile business are, they, they are, they are extremely talented. Um, they're not going to stop with their progression. I mean, that's what makes their business work. What their offerings are to us is, is, is truly their lifeline. Um, so I don't anticipate uh, anything stopping there. I think, um, really, you know, like we touched on earlier there, Jeff, was just, you know, understanding that the, the, you know, you can do a lot of different things with different layups that, that produce some of the finer results that we're looking for. You drop right there. Thank you.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, like I say, I, I'm loving this right here. Don't, don't you think anything bad about it because it just shows that there's a lot going on at K1. And even though you're in a new location, everybody's finding you really quick and, and businesses is, is, I mean, this end of the year and you still got people coming in and, and, you know, things need to be done. And That's a great example of what uh, K1 has done, I think, to the you know safety industry. What else have you got uh, that we can't see down there on your table that you might want to talk about or, or share with us today? Because We've got about 15 minutes left and I don't want to leave anything that you yeah. want to get out there to let everybody know about.
4: No, I mean, it's great. You know, I mean, obviously we're the largest custom suit provider in the game. Um, yep. You know, I mean, our our primary business is custom suits. That's what we're going to be doing for the next four to five months. Like I said, we don't have a downtime. Um, right now it's, uh, you know, we just wrapped up at the world finals. Obviously Phoenix just wrapped up. You know, we got a little West Coast swing out there with, uh, with the USAC midgets and our friends at USAC that are coming up next, um, you know, after that it's uh it it's time to go it's trade show season and before you know it we'll be at the chili bowl and two weeks after chili bowl we we'll head to florida so there's no stopping right now um it, it, you know one of the things that we're we're really working on is actually our casual and apparel stuff for teams um you know we've started producing a lot of uh Uh, Die sublimated um, crew shirts and uh, hoodies and jackets for the professional uh, race teams I wish I had it but um, I had some for Vassar Sullivan that we just did that we sent out to those guys uh, um, yesterday Uh, really great sharp looking stuff we can do anything in that realm Um, so that's that's another offering that we have Uh, we will be working on SFI 20 coming up this year Um, so we will be Uh, dabbling obviously into the alcohol and fuel markets and uh, drag racing. Um, We're really looking forward to coming out with a layup that again, keeps the standards really high, um, can offer a little bit more comfort and fit to those drivers who are, you know, basically walking around with a 50 pound bag on their back. Um, They're, they're very heavy. So we're, you know, we're looking to uh, delve into that market, Um, you know, and, and beyond that, right. Like I said, it's uh, um, we're just sort of uh, rehabbing and, and, um, looking through our entire line and seeing what we can do better. And, you know, honestly, just offering our support. That, that That's what has really made this company thrive is that our support to our, not only our dealers and distributors, but our race car drivers. It's, it's one of the reasons that we are such a uh, a big choice to these top level drivers is the support that we offer.
3: Why don't you tell the folks uh, that are listening here, we got a couple of uh, questions here about, you know, we are, you know, with, an you know, Providing ARCA team with, you know, uniforms and what all that you guys have available, and I and I think there's probably some people listening wondering whether or not we keep hearing about supply, you know, availability and everything. Are you guys in a pretty good position to be able to deliver suits, you know, for the upcoming season, you know, you know, reasonably quick, and everything yeah. you need, and where can they go look at it? You know, your website and everything.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I'll hit on a couple of those things. So supply chain, right? Been hearing about it all year. Yeah. Um, you know, all the boats stuck out in Harbor and for whatever reason we, we don't need to get into any of that, but uh, you know, I, I like to take credit when I'm around my crew and, and everybody and joke that I'm the smartest guy in the industry. I'm not, I got extremely lucky with our growth in 2019 In that we were anticipating uh, a large, large amount of growth, which we have achieved. And in doing that, we started sourcing our textiles over a a five-year period. So we were stocked up when other people weren't in 2020, when the Mm -hmm. pandemic hit. Throughout 2021, we've been able to deliver. Obviously, with volume comes uh, an increased, uh, you know, expected time for delivery. Uh, generally speaking, during the slow season, we're looking at about six, seven weeks. Um, when we get up into peak season, we try to keep it under 10 weeks. So obviously, ARCA, you know, you guys are two months away from going back to work. Now would be a great time to get a hold of us, start the design process. Um, we have galleries that are on our website at k1racegear.com, uh, where you can view some of the stuff we've done before. Um, you can always email my staff, uh, each one of their email addresses on our website, our sales at k1racegear.com and you can ask for images, you can ask for information, you can ask for uh, a custom suit brochure. You could, you know, we are, again, we are prime, there's nobody more equipped to manufacture custom suits than we are. Um, And that goes as well as crew suits for teams that are participating in ARCA, um, Xfinity series, uh, truck series, you know, we support all of them. And so uh, we we don't miss uh, our target dates. Um, as you can see with our guys that are in their fresh threads every every year at Daytona, so um, we uh, we're, we've we're well equipped to handle anything that they throw at us.
0: We
3: do have a uh, a question about: is K one offer you know head and neck restraints, uh, helmet products, or anything else, or do you guys just you know f- focus on you know basically driver and crew apparel?
4: Yeah, driver and crew apparel for now. Um, we we have looked into um, manufacturing these things. Obviously, you know, the Hans uh, and hybrid market is, is pretty well locked up by, by Simpson. And, and, you know, there's no, there, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel there. Um, you know, as a leader of this company, mm-hmm. my, my, you know, my ethos has always been, we're not going to do something unless we can either do it better or just as good at a better price. Um, so it's not something that I plan- I'm planning on right now. Uh, the helmet market is a very difficult market right now, Uh, manufacturing of helmets and and distribution of helmets. Um, We do refer, we sell a lot of our partners, brands, um, you know, Bell Helmets, uh, we're a big distributor for, so, and we believe in, um, you know, so we we don't plan to go down those uh, avenues just yet. Um, We do have a couple of things, like I said, that are in R&D, and if I feel that they are Um, industry worthy um, and we can do at the right price point and do better than somebody else, we will be, uh, we will be in that market. We're we're definitely not afraid to step in there. Uh, We just want to make sure that what we put out there is the best.
3: I wanted to ask you a question uh, before we get away, looking at the suits behind you Mm -hmm. and all of them have, um, I call head socks Mm -hmm. on them. Do you recommend to your Customers' head socks over. I'm talking about more about drivers versus maybe the helmet skirt as far as protection is concerned.
4: Yeah, so that's that's a good that's a good question and, and a good eye there, Jeff. So I guess this is an opinion that varies based on man, but I'll I'll just break it down to science. Okay, the guys that don't wear head socks or don't wear helmet skirts and they say, yeah, well, I got Nomex inner lining on my helmet. That's great. It protects your helmet really well doesn't do much for your face though okay if you're if you're still going to allow fire to come through that you're, you're protecting the helmet you're not protecting your face so that's just a that's a well that's a dumb remark okay so yes i highly i highly advise um not only a head sock but but additional protection from tech layers uh nomex layers that that go against your body um, fire and heat can get through. You gotta remember, you know, a lot of these areas on the suits also, they have gussets that are built into them that are not made of woven Nomex, they're made yeah. of knitted Nomex. Now the knitted Nomex still has to pass these very stringent tests to be part of the suit and the, the entire makeup of the suit, but they don't offer the same level of protection as a woven, uh, the woven material does. So if fire does get underneath here or gets down underneath the neck collar or something, you know, it's going to find the path of least resistance that it can get through like anything in nature. So, yes, absolutely. It's an added level of protection. Most of us manufacture are making stuff that's very lightweight and comfortable at this point. Um, so I, I highly advise the head sock. As far as a helmet skirt and difference, you know, it's all it's all preference. Um, if you're going to buy a helmet skirt, make sure that it is uh, that it has the right attachments that go uh, to the helmet make sure that it's long enough you know I've seen some that are actually rather short and flopping around in the wind obviously that's mm-hmm. not offering a whole lot of protection in that area um, your best bet is certainly going to be a, a balaclava or a head sock uh, and underwear um, but the the helmet skirt for guys that don't like or girls that don't like um, the, the the head sock or balaclava on their face that's certainly another option that offers a, a, a an additional level of safety
3: he mentioned the underwear, uh, here again, guy comes in, wants a uniform and all of a sudden he turns around and says, yeah, I want uh, the underwear to go with it. But all of a sudden, you know, he wants to do sleeveless, you know, and, and not have the maybe the proper type of protection right there. How do you explain to them that, you know, what they're doing here may not be in their best interest?
4: It's great to it's great to have somebody ask me these questions who clearly understands why that's a uh, why that's not the best option. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I get that you want to be comfortable in a race car. Uh, well, we all get it. Our our job is not our number one job is not to make you comfortable. It's to protect you. Um, you know, obviously, in a close second, it's going to be your comfort. But you got to use your head also here, right? And you know, I see guys a lot of times they'll wear the shirt and they won't wear the pants. And I think to myself, well, that's interesting, you know, because most of the guys that are wearing, you know, especially in NASCAR and, and in dirt car racing, they're wearing what we refer to as a NASCAR or a boot cut style leg. Um, you know, it's not hard for fire to go up your leg. It, it's just not hard, right? Like that's <laughs> going to get there. Um, you know, on your sleeves, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, listen, again, any added protection is a bonus, right? It, it's great um you know but your lower sleeves i mean if you can get fire uh, up underneath your glove and underneath your suit you know it didn't really do a whole lot if you burn the bottom part of your arm and save the top out you know it's just it's not listen if you're gonna do it do it do it correctly everyone that manufactures good uh nomex underwear has long sleeve offerings I, I would question their sanity if they honestly think that they're more comfortable with half of their arm show, and then it's not. I mean, honestly, it's, you're not really achieving much there. So, go with the long sleeve. Protect yourself. Do the. It's just not worth the risk.
3: Well, the one thing I was going to add to that, you know, where I came from and what I understand about fire, most of the time, fire goes from the bottom up, unless you're upside down. Fire is coming out from underneath your race car, underneath it some way or another, and it's trying to do what? It's trying to go up, and okay. you're in between that up, so yeah. you need to think about it like that. Anything was on your legs, your arms, you know, this is this is the problem here. Sometimes they don't totally understand the law of physics.
4: Well, and again, I think a lot of this just goes back to the fact that people have just gone, you know, I'm wearing fire suits. I've never been on, you know, a perfect example at Knoxville this year, you know, uh, uh, Paul McMahon, one of my – Dear, dear friends, you know, great racer, been around, seen it all, done it all. Uh, You know, got caught up in a mess, caught on fire. Uh, I have his suit actually hanging in my trailer. He came by and said, should I wear this again? I said, nope, I got you another one. There's a reason we make multiple. Give me that suit. Don't, don't. The suit was fine. Did its job. He didn't, he didn't have any burns on him whatsoever, you know, but he'd also mentioned to me, he goes, you know what, JR? I've been racing 30 years. It's the first time I've been on fire. Just forgot all about it that it happens right it's that's mm-hmm. that that's a perfect example of what's you know especially in this day and age you know in cup cars you know i mean rarely do you see a fire in a cup car anymore not not never but it's not as common as it, as it used to be certainly um you know a lot of guys can be like ah oh, man i i don't catch on fire that often until you do you know and 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 that's you know we're just insurance that's just you know, that, do, do, do your due diligence, talk to your manufacturers, ask them what their offerings of all layers are and consider them because we're, we're, we're not here to try to sell you more product and take more money. We're actually here to keep you safe.
3: Well, I'll tell you, like I told a young driver one time asked me about uniforms and protection and everything like that. I told him, I said, look, if I was the guy that's in that race car I would not take a chance on any kind of thing. Nobody loves my ass any more than me, you know. So you need to protect yourself and think about it in that kind of context. You should love yourself enough to do whatever it takes to protect you. And Miss Judy, I hope that uh, we've done Jr. and K1 justice here today. I feel like I had a great education on what this company now brings to Mooresville, and I just think go check them out.
2: Yep, yep, JR. Good job. I just want you to know I'm wearing your jacket.
4: Thank you. Well done. You look I great. A couple How's of them. Up?
2: I love your 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 I went down to your showroom down in San Diego and bought myself a few jackets when I took Linda down shop. Awesome. To
4: well I I I still am wishing I could see the video of that whole meeting, with her. <laughs> I understand everybody had a good time that was involved. So Uh, I just, again, always grateful this time of year to talk to you guys, Jeff. It's a pleasure and an honor to talk to you. Um, you know, anytime any of you our crowd here, listeners have any questions, reach out. K1racegear.com call some of my staff. They're always available. Um, you know, really look forward to hearing from you guys and growing with you guys. It's a great opportunity to have these technical questions be answered, you know, on a platform like this, because it's just, it's not, you know the questions don't get asked enough anymore, so it's a it's really a great thing, and we're very thankful for it.
1: Well, you you did a great job, Gerald. Thank you so much. Thank you, and you will be back with us in a couple of weeks I will. because you you're going to be joining us again during Race Industry Week uh, for a little uh, session as well. So-
5: Registering on Epar Trade is easy. Fill out your name, email. Phone number and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use eParTrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry-only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to EPAR Trade.